Welcome to another episode of Talking Hospitality. I'm Timothy R. Andrews. And I'm Tracy Rashid. Today's episode is a special one, as we bid farewell to our beloved co-host and friend, Sarah Cattell. March 2020, when the world seemed to have shut up shop and the media declared the end of hospitality forever, friends Timothy R. Andrews and Sarah Cattell were hearing the opposite. We were hearing all the good things that hospitality people were doing for each other and their local communities, and yet no one was talking about it. And so an idea was formed and the podcast Timothy Put the Cattell On was born. Sarah and Timothy shared their thoughts on lockdown and brought on guests who were making a difference. And the rest, as they say, is history. Sarah, you have been an integral part of my, and certainly this podcast journey. But before we get onto that, how does it feel like being on the other side of the mic? Well, this is this is weird. And also, can I just point out that first bit, lovely as it was, does sound like an obituary and I'm not dead. I had to write that three times, right? Because I was like, no, it sounds like <laughs> as we pass our dearly departed Sarah Cattell. Actually, you're not, though. I don't think she is. Otherwise, I'm, I'm logging off right now. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Delicious. Yes, the rumours of my death are greatly exaggerated. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad to hear it, Sarah. So let's start at the beginning. Before talking hospitality and Timothy put the Cattell on, how did you find your way into the world of hospitality and then eventually this podcast? So I guess my hospitality journey started like it does for a lot of people who grow up in a seaside town in the countryside. That was our main industry. So people came for holidays. And so your holiday job, when you were old enough to get a job, which was 14 for me back in the day, I think you have to be a lot older now to work. I don't think child labor is a thing anymore. Certainly was when I was a teenager. Less than 90s. And um, so I started off as a waitress in the local village pub and worked in the kitchen there as well a little bit. And then went on to do all of the hospitality jobs that were available in the town. So all the bars, other restaurants, down by the beach, just everything that was to do with serving the general public who were mainly on holiday with us. But I I did do a stint in Woolies as well. So I was a Woolworths girl uh, for one Christmas. Yes. uh, Which now I think I still have PTSD from listening to Christmas tunes for a long time till I could put a Christmas album on again. So yeah, but I, I didn't enjoy the retail side as much. I enjoyed meeting the people and I was working on a till. So that was nice, but it wasn't the same. So I guess that's when it started. And then there was, a, I guess, a long a long hiatus, really, out of hospitality. When I was first, uh, when I first moved back to London, when I was, well, again, actually, I say long hiatus, I'm absolutely lying. My first job when I moved back to London was as a waitress at Deep Pan Pizza in Oxford Street. Really enjoyed that. And uh, then went into, you know, various office jobs and things found my way back into kind of the hospitality side really through working in uh, gaming. So I worked in poker for a while and a lot of your work with players is to do with hosting. And you're generally, you're going around the world, you're in nice resorts, you're staying in a hotel anyway, and you're their main point of contact for the event. And so events, hospitality, you know, having to keep everybody happy just brought me back into that. And when I got bored of working in in the finance of that, which is really where I was in the end, I quit my job 
And I decided to set up a catering company full time, just like that. Feeding people was something I just did. And I continue to work in the industry to this day, obviously. What has been your driving force or philosophy in the hospitality industry? I think, to be honest, there's not a lot of jobs you can do where, even if you are public facing, where you can bring an amount of, I guess, comfort to people, which is, it's going to sound like a weird phrase. I'm trying to find a way to rephrase it and I can't, but soul touching, not in a creepy, weird way. That sounds fine to me. Sure. Like, you know, you can work behind a counter in, in my case, Woolworths or in other people's case, Burberry. But, you know, you don't, if some, if you buy something, you're just buying an object. Some people love shopping. That's great. But it really doesn't give you what hospitality gives you because it's not holistic experience. Buying something is just, it's an exchange of cash or card for an object mainly, right? That's not what hospitality is. You are a consumer in a way that it touches everything in your life and can change your life as well. Whereas I don't think that just buying a thing can do that. That's so true. That's so true. Some touching is right. (laughs) All the touching. Yeah. Appropriate touching. Obviously appropriate. Appropriate soul touching. (laughs) We'll call it that. <laughs> I think that that runs throughout your entire passion of what when we've worked together, whether it's with school kids or whether it's on this podcast, or if you look at like the MasterChef episode that we had. I mean, actually, both of you because you're both on food, but like you were really engaged in the whole overall, particularly the last part of it when they're all talking about food and the importance of it and what it means to them. Sarah, you were like you were in that conversation with them. Yeah, yeah, and. And that's what I've always seen when, by working with you on this, even on the podcast. You, you see it all the way through. Whenever you've got a guest on there, you will go in there and ask them the question because it touched you and you want to. Yeah, and it matters. It does matter. It does. And I think, you know, well, we all, we all work in the industry and anyone who works in the industry knows that there are very few people in this industry who don't just do everything heart and soul and are not fully invested in everything they do every day. Because actually, if you're not that person, you're not really going to get anything done, or at least you're not going to do it well. And it takes a certain type of person. I'm not, that's not to say that you can't come to hospitality and train to be that person. Of course you can. But there's a very, there's a certain, I don't know, it's, it's something in your psyche that makes you part of the industry from the minute you step in the door or not. There's a side of being a, a, a people pleaser in a way, isn't there, that you want to see that smile, whether it's making someone's bed, making someone's food, pouring someone's drink. It's like that. Yeah. That's what you exactly. want to see. That happiness. I think that's what yeah. hospitality is, isn't it? Yeah. There's a lot of empathy as well. I think you have to be a bit of an empath to work in the industry as well, because you do have to read people all of the time to know. And, and we're very good, all of us. I mean, everyone I know who works in the industry is good at knowing what someone needs and catering for needs. And yeah. it's not, it's not just plate down it's not just filling a glass it's more than that yeah yeah it is giving though as well like when i did bar when you when i said cocktails i really enjoyed that because you created something you put the flavors together and there's an instant gratification as well when they like it there's a sort of there's a little magic about that and that, that, that buzz that i really liked in hospitality when i when i was working in bars for sure was that instant oh and if somebody asks you something that isn't quite how do i how do i pull that together right what do i do oh they want 
not a traditional ingredient. Oh, we've run out. How can I make that still taste same? And I think that's the whole, if you're in hospitality, that's what you try and get across the board, right? Yeah. yeah. And I wonder, you know, it's really interesting you saying about having that sort of instant gratification, because as you know, like there, there are a lot of people who are neurodiverse who work in hospitality. I would say there are more neurodiverse people than there aren't. And something that's, that's very important to us. And Tim, I know you have ADHD. I'm sure you won't mind me saying that. That's not weird anymore. Again, when we were young, that was, that was an odd thing, right? It's not weird anymore. There's more neurodiverse people than not. So neurotypical is, you know, uh, something that I see as being uh, un- unusual, and so so for those of us, um, myself included, who need constant dopamine hits, you get them. That's exactly yeah. what you get every time someone says thank you, every time someone gives you a tip, every time someone says that was lovely, I enjoyed the food, every time you have to run for something, it's a dopamine hit. So it's 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 the perfect job for people who are neurodiverse because you're constantly changing, you have to be constantly creative, and you constantly get gratification for it very quickly and very frequently. I wish I knew about this so much earlier in my life and my career, because when I was younger, I, I was the the Sainsbury's and the Iceland girl. I did that sort of retail. Oh, did you? And yeah, yeah, checkouts only. Don't do stacking, thank you. And I always said I would never work in service. It's not my thing. And when I opened my shop, I remember how I felt serving my customers. And I just thought, was, oh my gosh, have I just been missing out on this this whole time? Because I could have been working in this industry years ago. Yeah. Absolutely years ago. I loved it. Absolutely yeah. loved it. Yeah, there's something very special about it. And I I almost feel kind of like I'm sorry for you now that you didn't find it earlier, but now I'm even more sorry for you, you will never experience yeah. that. Imagine yeah. like never experiencing that. I can't I can't imagine what that would be like. So Sarah, diving into the podcast, what motivated you to start Timothy Put the Cattell on? I don't think it was my idea. I, I honestly can't remember because all that is a blur. Yeah. I mean, we could talk for hours about how we never thought we'd be in a pandemic, what it's done to us and all that stuff. But actually, yeah, so I don't think it was my idea. But suffice to say, I really like talking. Like, really like talking. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah, I never I never picked that up. <laughs> but this was like a way of validating my talking. <laughs> for me, that was like a really, really good thing. And also, like, you will I'm, listen yeah exactly or you can switch it off and I don't know so I don't get offended so that's also good but yeah like when I was younger because I I also did um I was in hospitality as my obviously my part-time job when I was studying and stuff and I was I was in I was in the arts darling and and I did do a lot of, um I did do a lot of voice work and a lot of radio and that was kind of what I wanted always wanted to do and so having an opportunity to use my voice was yeah you can't turn that down especially when you sat in your house do right so yeah but you know like like I said I just like talking everything else was Tim like Tim was Tim worked out how to record it Tim did literally all the legwork and I just chatted great you just came along for the ride I think we went to unwind in uh Waterloo and we we we, we, we were basically We'd finished with the schools. We'd done some school with this, this street food competition with some school kids and we talked about that on previous episodes. And we were kind of getting outraged about various things. And I think we talked about podcasts, maybe doing it. And then the world shut down. And then Sarah and I were just talking on the phone and literally talking about all the stuff that was going on mm-hmm. and quite animately. And I think we were just like, should we do a podcast? Oh, yeah. Why do we do it? What the hell? Okay, I, don't, I don't know how to do it, Tim. If I leave you to work that out, I kind of <laughs> along those lines. And, um, and I think we said we were going to do four episodes. And then I was like, yeah, let's oh, do wow. six. And 
But really, we were originally only going to just do four, for sure. And then it sort of became six because we quite enjoyed it. And it's really funny. If you listen to the first episode, we don't even say who we are. We just go straight in. It's, right. yeah, it's, it's like, you know who I am. You know who I am. I don't know yeah. who I myself. <laughs> uh, and we've got, um, hi, hi. Yeah. Um, there's stuff going on in hospitality. Like, um, yeah. Um, so it's really, it's a really hard listen. But if any of our listeners that want to hear it, it is on the website. So please do check it out. www.talkinghospitality.com. Just getting a plug in. But it is really very entertaining to see how we've how far we've come yeah, i've listened to it i've listened to yeah, it yeah if, if you want a good laugh listen to episode one <laughs> but you know someone said to me once i'm I'm saying someone said to me i always say that because obviously we all talk to so many people all the time no, no one said this to me i know i i read this yes i read this in a book couldn't tell you the book but it was it was about getting like starting mm. things right and just doing things that are outside of your comfort zone and the advice was do bad work just do yeah, bad work because yeah. it will get and when you start, no one starts as a master of anything, right? So just do bad work. And we did exactly that. And yeah. now we're here. And I think people like to see that journey, don't they? They want to see that journey and you grow yeah. and they kind of come with you. And yeah, when things are polished from day one with certain things, I don't think it works quite as well. well Agreed. Yeah. I mean, it really, it started to grow legs and to becoming what it was going to become when we got Kemi Akinola on for, as our first guest. That sort of changed it from being... We're going to talk about to each other for four episodes and maybe some people will listen to it. So, oh, actually, there's some really interesting stories that people themselves can share with us. And I think that's what we wanted to get out there was the issues we were hearing was that the industry is about to be destroyed. And it isn't. There are people still fighting. Sarah actually was very active in that as well. And by having guests, we were able to pull that out. And, and share the fact that hospitality, hospitality isn't dead yet and it will come back. And there are a lot of good people doing a lot of good things. And I think that's why we started it, was to get the good news out there. I think in hindsight, yeah. it was probably cathartic to some degree. Definitely. It's crazy, though. When you think about it, how could hospitality be dead? Like what they kept saying that, it's like, how, how could it actually? It's, it's going to have a lull, obviously, but how could it honestly be? It was the stupidest thing to yeah. say at the time because what was everyone was saying, I can't wait to go back to the pub and have a pint. Like it, it was a stupid mm-hmm. message. It was a, know, a poorly placed message. It was it was unkind. Oh. And I guess this was the only way we could fight yeah. back against it. And I'm glad we did because I like to be able to say, I told you so. Brilliant. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. about what have been your highlight moments or episodes and why that is such a difficult question it really is I think they I mean because they've all been amazing and I I bored the world to tears or at least I say the world anyone who listened to it by every episode saying this is this is my very episode we've got the best guests but we do have the best guests you know like all of them were, were incredible like we didn't there were no absolute clangers at all and we, I, I, I think one of my favourites was when we interviewed the guys from Don't Look Under the Bed. Yeah. Did we interview them or did they interview us? They interviewed her. They interviewed oh, her. That wasn't our. You can rephrase that. We were on. We were on Don't Look Under the Bed. Yeah, the American version. But I am. Um, I guess all of the the episodes where 
people gave us a real kind of turnaround story. So like Sebastian Price, for instance, um, his story about, you know, losing his job and then starting his amazing mailbox company. That was that was really cool. And then he came back on, didn't he, and told us about his new new part of his career, which was which was incredible. And I guess anyone who just came to it with the same energy that matched ours, which was most people, I'll be honest yeah. with you. And I think when we when we got to this season, I felt like the whole energy in the room now really is something quite special, especially now as we're doing roundtables. So if anyone's listened recently to the one where we did with the MasterChef yeah. finalists, I mean, that was yeah. absolute hoot. Yeah. And it was brilliant doing a roundtable. Absolutely loved that to bits. And I know you guys are going to go on and do more of those. And they're they're really good because people absolutely love sitting in a room, firstly, talking to each other, and then to discuss the things that you want them to discuss, which, as it happens, they're really passionate about talking about. I really don't think I could pick out a single one. I would love mm-hmm. to say I could, but I, I honestly can't. Those, yeah, those were my highlights, really. Sarah, your knowledge of our industry is vast, and you've always been about solutions and advice for our listeners. So what key piece of advice would you give to hospitality professionals today? I mean, that's, that is very broad. And yeah, like you said, my, my knowledge of the industry is vast because as we've discussed on previous podcasts, actually, Tim, if you want to try anything in the industry, you can. All the doors are open to you. You just have to knock. And I think what I've learned in my many, many years, should I say my age? I'm 43. There we Woo-hoo. go. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> 20. However many experience in the industry is you always think, you haven't got time to to start again or to change or to try something new or to learn. And you have. So don't look at time as your enemy. Even if you feel that you're the busiest person in the world, there is time to sit there and make a decision about something new and make a change. So for our listeners and your fans, what are your next steps and what are you up to? So I don't think I have fans because I've never had fan mail, just FYI, if anyone's listening. <laughs> Darling. Currently, I, I'm I'm working in the industry helping restaurants to launch for delivery. So that's that's where I sit at the moment. And there's a there's a lot going on with that. It had a massive spike, obviously, during lockdown. And it's kind of settled a bit now and it's becoming a little bit more mature as a part of the industry. But there's still a lot of growth there to do. Um, and I'm a part of that. So I will be doing more work. So my role has changed and I I have a lot more to do. So when I said to my friend the other day, okay, I, I kind of have a new job. And they said, what is the job? And I said, well, actually, no, wait a minute. It's just more job. Kind of the same, it's just more job. Yeah. Right? So there's just more of it to do. Um, and so that's, that's, and, and that's why I'm obviously not continuing to, to host with you guys is because I, I have a lot, a lot, a lot on, a lot on. Um, and then I think maybe I will spend so much time talking to myself because I don't have you guys to record with that inadvertently, if you pass me on the tube, there will be a podcast coming out of my mouth. So just <laughs> the way the industry's going and the way that things are moving, 
it's certainly very exciting and I think there's so much more to talk about especially the area I work in is is technological as well so that's something there's going to be a lot more conversation on the table about that going forward so you, you probably will hear if you won't hear my voice you might hear from me mm. uh, I don't use social media but I do do LinkedIn so I will I will be on LinkedIn posting various twaddle that I think is interesting and the door of course the door is of course always open there are for specials and wait if you want to come back so ah, you know, it's not goodbye forever <laughs> you leave and move him <laughs> what's that yes it's time for put the cuppa down quick fire question time i'm hoping you know the rules of the game now sarah um i should do you should do you should do <laughs> i will play to real rules because yeah i already suppose the first thing that comes out of your mouth and most people pause i'm not going to do that i am going to say the first thing that comes out of my mouth if there is a swear if there is anything offensive please edit it out of course we will. So for anyone joining who hasn't heard before, the aim of the challenge is to answer the following questions with one word answers, wherever possible. Sarah, I've never known you to do one word ever. We'll see. This is going to be really fun. Sarah knows the rules, but I don't think you can follow them through. Unfortunately, Sarah, as a host, you don't qualify for the £10 Amazon voucher. What Amazon voucher? Oh, well, there you go. So she didn't know. So it's fine. There's no Amazon voucher. It's fine. Actually, we should have been recording this in a pub as my leaving drinks. And we yeah, should have been definitely. No, but do you know what? We will, we, will do, we will do a leaving drinks. And if any of our dear listeners want to come along. I'm... Yeah, or, or guests. Yeah, even. if any of our guests want to come along. Yeah, no, we should. I don't probably wouldn't think about that, yes, actually. That's a good idea. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's begin. What's your favourite city? Venice. It's your favourite TV show ever. Stathlet's Flats. Uh, what's one of your favourite comfort foods? Macaroni cheese. You people watch. Constantly. What is simply too difficult? Skiing. That changed your life. Bubble pop. What is the strangest thing you have ever eaten? Like a pig's trotter croquette. What? The strangest thing you have ever done? <laughs> Lied about stealing a library book. What's your biggest takeaway from being on the show? Joy. What was the worst moment of being on the show? Forgetting stuff. <laughs> if you could have chosen to have interviewed anyone on the show, who would it have been? Jamie Oliver. Who is the person you would never want to meet? Donald Trump. If you were to work at a circus, what job would you choose? Oh, who's the one that does the, the hanging? What's that called? Trapeze? Trapeze! Yes! Trapeze. Do frogs have ears? No. In your next life, what would you like to be? Warm. Would you rather be stuck on a broken ski lift or a broken elevator? Broken elevator. If you were a baguette, how long would you be? How weird is this? That's a terrible question. <laughs> if a pen is rolling, is it still stationary? <laughs> yes. Why shouldn't you trust trees? Goblins. Sarah, because they're shady. Okay, I was like, you know, goblins hide in the trees. You can't trust goblins. Everyone knows that. Well, everyone knows that. Standard. Sarah, that is it. It was your final quick fire round. Thank you so I much. I am relief. How was it? Uh, yeah. How was I, I, it? I don't think I do like it as a guest, actually. <laughs> I didn't it's like hard. it. Really I didn't like hard. it. <laughs> it has been an absolute pleasure working with you on the podcast. You know, and I'm really glad that I started this journey with you and I've travelled it with you and we've got to know each other a lot better because of it. It has been a privilege. I've, I feel honoured to have done this with you. 
really the biggest privilege that I take from this is to have you as my friend. So thank you. Oh, that is just the sweetest. Thank you. I mean, I, I've had an amazing time doing this podcast and it feels, it, I mean, it's obviously the right time for me to pass the baton on to you, Tracy, and I'm yeah. so glad it's you. It could have been any old Tom, Dick and Harry. It's not, thank God. <laughs> so well, I, can be, I can be if you want. <laughs> you really want me to be. Um, <laughs> Hey, Tracy, because you're great. Um, <laughs> Thank you. you made the right decision. Yeah. And I know that you'll you'll do a, a fantastic job with our amazing guests that are yet to come. Well, I've obviously obviously not known you as long as Tim has, but honestly, I'm so glad to have met you as well and to have worked with you. Like I said before, your knowledge is vast and I feel like I've learned so much from you, especially on how to read script like you're not reading it. <laughs> I'm still getting there, but I'm... <laughs> I'm still getting there, but I'm, I'm making ways. Yeah. We've recorded some great um, episodes together. At the end of the day, I just can't believe you're leaving me with Timothy. Let's see. I just, yeah, what, seriously. What can I say? I'm the worst person in the world. Yeah, I'm the, so sorry. the best and the worst at the yeah. same time. Can I say sorry, not sorry, Trey? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, we haven't known each other very long, but that doesn't feel like it at all. It doesn't. It doesn't. Feel, it doesn't. Like and I, I would like to consider you my friend as well. You are my friend, whether you like it. But that's perfect for me. Finally. For one last time, would you like to sign us off? Go on then. Let's see if I can do it in one take. Last time, let's see if I can nail it. To our listeners, thank you for joining us today. Stay tuned for more insightful conversations here on Talking Hospitality. We'd like to thank our brand partner, Graphic Kitchen. You, our listeners, our guests, and all those who've supported us. Please check out talkinghospitality.com for the latest gossip, episodes, blogs, and courses. This is me, Sarah Cattell, wishing you all well. Thank you for listening and stay awesome.